In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I've been out there looking for a better co-host, but at the minute I can't find anyone. So if you're interested, let me know. But uh, for the time being, I've got some chat called Paul. So how are you, Paul? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Mate, Jeremy's gone and you're in again. It's great to have you back, mate. You just need football guys who come on and talk about <laughs> football. You come, yeah, back to the thought... you come back to the sashi. <laughs> no, no, no. I've, I found uh, you're too analytical and uh, Jeremy's more of that football guy. But no, uh, jokes aside, big day today. Me and you are going to Chelsea and uh, Chelsea versus Liverpool. So we're up oh, super early doing a podcast. Yeah, there's there's only there's no other football team, uh, NFL teams that actually despise, but Liverpool and Barcelona, are the two football clubs out there that I actually hate. I can't stand them. And if we don't win today, you're not going to hear nice things from me. Don't follow me on Twitter. It's going to be rude. It's going to be abusive, and uh, I won't be happy. So uh, we'll see what happens. All right, great. We're back to the uh, second episode of the uh, Jack and Paul show, where we're just going to talk about some things like we would do on the telephone and just have a bit of, uh, bit of fun about it. So first of all, um, we've had a question this week. There are a lot of, uh, are there a lot of Browns fans in the UK? Well, honestly, I'm not sure. So the, the two ways I judge this is um, looking at the Hippodrome when we go there for the games. Um, to be fair, we're as well supported, if not better than everyone else. So that's been really, really impressive. Um, and, but then when you go to the NFL games at Wembley, there is a desperate lack of Browns jerseys. So uh, what do you make of it? Yeah, so um, I think speaking to Kelly, uh, the head of the uh, oh, the vice president with Steve, uh, head of uh, the British uh, Bulldogs backers, I reckon there is around three to 500 Browns fans in the UK that we know. And with all the work that Kelly and Steve are doing and the podcast, I think we're adding about two or three a week at the moment. So they're all coming out of the woodwork slowly. So, yeah, it's good. Um, I think we get about 30 people at the Hippodrome uh, a week. Yeah. And, yeah, sometimes there can only be 10. Sometimes there could be 50 to 100. So, uh, yeah. Jack? I think it'll all change when my boy Baker brings home a ring. You'll see a lot more Browns fans. And it's a when. There is no if there. So uh, get used to it, guys. This is a when podcast, not an if podcast. I think that's a fair point. Speaking to um, uh, Jeff, Jeremy, and looking at our analytics, yeah, numbers have gone up simply since uh, Baker uh, come back. So, yeah, Browns win. I think uh, numbers fans are going to come out of the woodwork. Um, one thing, tomorrow, headlines, I know we've got a show, but what's your uh, view on the Raiders for tomorrow? Um, I was hoping one of their weaknesses would be um, Donald Penn out, um, who 
was their starting left tackle and he's moved to right tackle this year, but he's been cleared. So just to go through their injury report, uh, Rogers Cromartie's questionable, PJ Hall's questionable and uh, Joseph's out injured. Um, I think their biggest weakness is they've got 19 pressures um, in three games, um, which has been very, very poor. So that's good news for Baker. It's good news for the O-line. Um, but they've been in games. Um, I don't think they've been behind or something for three um, the first three quarters of all three games. It's been incredible. Um, but like us last year, they keep blowing it in the fourth quarter. So, um, no, but if you look at what our defence has done against future Hall of Famers like Big Ben, future Hall of Famer like Drew Brees, uh, I'm, I'm really confident. I think you're going to see something special and that's why I felt good going 17-30. I think it's going to be an absolute astounding result. Hmm. I'm going to hold off my predictions. I need to do a little bit more research before I come out with that. Um, i got uh, Jed Cook in my fancy football team. Big threat, do you reckon? No. Um, tight ends have done well against us in the past. He's been very boom and bust. He had a phenomenal one week one, but he's been a bit dodgy since. I'd be looking at Eric Ebron if he's available. Um, unfortunately, Jack Doyle was going to be out. But um, there's a few players out there you could grab, but I'll, I'll consider a, a switch there. Uh, mate, don't you have Carl uh, as your quarterback? He's on my bench. He's not my starter in any. He's not started for me at any point. Um, right. But no, he, he is in one of my four teams. Yeah. Um, but you... If you want to talk about a bit of fantasy magic, five minutes before the Thursday night game, I took out Stafford as my quarterback and um, uh, Lockett as my wide receiver. And I thought, even though Vikings got a good defense, I'm going to put them in PPR league, Goff and Cooper Cup. And wow, I finished the uh, evening with 114 points from Cop, uh, Cup, Goff and um, Thielen. So uh, that league's over. Three and one, baby. Yeah, but mate, I'm going to be honest, mate. You're doing okay to average across the rest of your teams, mate. <laughs> That's polite of you. It's been an absolute unmitigated disaster. Um, in terms of my... Dynasty League, which was all about the future. I'm two and one and absolute steam in it. And then my three seasonal leagues, I think I'm one and eight. It's just been a, a sample size, a sample size. So just give me a little bit longer. I've had some insane matchups where it's like last week I faced Breeze and Ryan in different leagues and they both finished with like 40 plus points. It was just, a, it was one of them. Yeah, I'm three and zero, two and one. So I'm quite happy. I didn't do as much research as you. So I feel a bit guilty, mate, at the moment. Ah, it's one of them. It's, it's sample size. In another league, I've got Bell sat there on the bench, so I'm happy with that. That's going to come back to pay dividends when he gets traded. So, uh, no, it's, it'll be fine. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, mate. Uh, it looks like we've got two starters now, uh, uh, centre-back, cornerback, sorry. English football woken up. And um, what's going on with uh, EJ Gaines and uh, 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 CJ? Well, it's, it's one of them positions that if you've got your two starters locked down, phenomenal. You don't tend to rotate too much during the game. Um, I think Carey will drop down the depth chart again next year or might get traded off. Um, I think Gaines is just going to be a one year and he's going to move on and then we're going to replace it. The position I've got more fear with, it's just sort of a lack of a slot cornerback that they or a nickel cornerback that they feel more comfortable with. So they've sort of tried everyone out. Um, I think both of them have had a go. You've had 
Um, some of the linebackers have had a go. Kindred's had a go. Um, it's, it's up in the air, and I think they need to find the answer. BBC's had a go, and it didn't really click for him. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, no, I, th- I think that's the position we need to get sorted. And I'd, I'd be amazed if we get through the first uh, three rounds of the draft next year or free agency, and there's not a top-tier cornerback added. Yeah, when, when I do watch the, um, the Jags and now the Bears, I think to myself, let's just keep building this defence. It, it, is, it is exciting. I know, I know like as a, if I was a child, I'd be like, more weapons, more weapons, more weapons. But the defence is so exciting when it's good. Well, you, you've got four picks in the first um, three rounds next year. So if you're looking at two on offense, two on defense, you add a, a cornerback and a defensive tackle. And then you add, let's say, a wide receiver and a um, tackle, maybe. Um, even though um, Harrison's done well, obviously, with drug issues and other things, there's no harm in adding a, say, left tackle in the first round or the third round and adding more strength. So. No, let, let's see what happens. Um, mate, it would be no if we took another left tackle, and this is more of like a sashy commercial point of view, they hold their value so well, don't they? Yeah. Or, they even, a quarter, or even a quarterback. Why don't we just do a business move and just, just stock up on QBs and uh, left tackles? No, because you don't want to draft players to trade them. You want to draft them to okay. trade them. So um, you're looking for them instant impact players. So, no, I'd stick to the other one. So I wouldn't rule out a tight end as well, maybe a wide receiver and a tight end. Um, because why not? If there's a quality tight end there, um, him and Njoku, let's cause havoc. Because Baker loves tight ends. And you're going to see this more and more this week. Um, Baker will throw a lot more to Njoku. And lots of people are unhappy with his production. He was getting bad passes from Tyrod. And Tyrod doesn't like throwing down the mi- middle of the field, um, it seems, this year. So Baker's going to revolutionise it. Seth DeVal, is he back this week? Yes, um, so the injury report, um, we've got Burgess out, DeValve is questionable, Randall's questionable, Taylor's questionable, but they've confirmed he won't be the backup. Um, but for me, the one on the injury report I'm watching is Randall. If Randall's yeah. not back, I feel a lot less confident and I think I'd give him at least another three to five points in my matchup. Yeah, if R- Randall doesn't start, how, can you, how do you see the safeties uh, started out? Oh, I think it'd be BBC back there. Um, but you might see some time when Peppers drops in there and they move Kindred to strong safety. Um, but hopefully it's not 50 yards away from the line of scrimmage. <laughs> oh, excellent. And uh, yeah, um, Stanton's the uh, backup quarterback. Any, any scares, any concerns about that? No, I've got no fears at all. I think Stanton's a good quarterback. He finished the season 3-1 last year. Um, when he started, um, I think he's going to be here for all three years of his contract. So, um, no, I've got no issue there. I'd be ringing up the 49ers and saying, look, do you want to give us a third round pick for Tyrod Taylor? Um, and I would just get that move done. Um, they've got a lot of cap space. Um, if Bethard has a bad game, they might be interested in just doing it for one year. So, um, I'll be on the phone to them. Mm. Yeah, they're having a bit of a nightmare, aren't they? Yep. Um, some fantasy advice for you guys go and grab running backs CJ Beathard has got insane numbers for throwing passes to running backs so um, in the, it looked like under uh, Garoppolo just grab um, Breeder 
But no, go out. If there's any leagues where Alfred Morris is available, just pick him up and just see what's going to happen. Might not come off, but the numbers are there that Morris should have good game as well. Yeah. When you were talking about uh, Mayfield there a minute ago, uh, Todd Haley's come out and saying uh, the uh, offence must adjust to the uh, gunslinger Mayfield. Do you think that's a fair point, or is he just trying to... Uh... Well, they, they did adjust. The, um, the whole thing changed at half-time. So I, th- I think they'll tinker it more to his skill set. Um, he's got the ability to throw long, so there was no need for um, Baker to... Uh, uh, sorry, the players to get long when um, Tyrod was in there because he's not going to make the pass. But um, Baker's there, so... Uh, no, you, you've got to have your deep threat in the likes of Callaway. You've got to have people in the middle, like you're in Joku's who's going to be open. But for me, you still need to add a wide receiver in that room because if I look at sort of the six wide receivers in the room, you've got Landry, which is a one or two receiver on your depth chart. You've got Higgins, which is a solid fourth receiver. You've got Callaway, who could be that third receiver, but at the same time, I want to put him fifth on that chart at the minute just because of history and I don't want to rely on a player the same way we relied on Gordon until they prove they're reliable. Um, and Ratley's sort of your solid sixth wide receiver developmental. But then if I'm looking at Willies and uh, is it Streeter, we always bloody forget his name, um, yeah. Streeter, I don't think they're good enough. Um, so it, if I'm looking at a team, I'd be giving Matthews a call going, look, do you want to come in one year deal? And why I wasn't in favour, or even actually a two year deal if we can get it, I wasn't in favour two weeks ago of doing these sort of moves because honestly I didn't think the playoffs were a possibility and my estimations have shot up um I think it can happen I think eight seven and one is easily achievable if we can get out there and just keep delivering and I put my money where my mouth is so you know at the start of the season I had my bet with my uh Giants mate who's uh downloaded the pod the other day and given it a listen Put um, £25 um, on the Browns to win more games than the um, Giants. And then I saw the odds were there. Nine to one. So put on £25, get 250 back if the Browns win their division. I've just done it. I've, I'm so confident I'm going to win the Giants bet. I'm going to times 10 or nothing. Let's go for it. For a change, Jack, I'm going to be a bit negative. Okay. What happens tomorrow if uh, Bacon Shake has a bad game. Few interceptions, no touchdowns. What, what, what's your view there? And it just says he has an absolute mare, okay? And look, I know this is fake news. We're talking about something that we don't know anything about, okay? But we keep talking about playoffs and going uh, eight and eight, seven, one, blah, 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 all these exciting news. But the truth of the matter is, it could be, tomorrow could be an absolute disaster. And it wouldn't surprise me if it is. I don't think it would be a massive interception game, but it might be a game where the passes don't come together and uh, he struggles. Um, I think it would be more against a different team than this one just because of the lack of the pass rush and he's relatively quick getting the ball out. But he might have a game in the next few where, yeah, he gets destroyed um, and he has a rookie game. But you say a rookie game, you look at Sam Bradford, who's been around for years, got murdered. Um, Cousins had a nightmare game. Um, the other week these games happen and I think I believe in his skill set enough and if you look at things like Cubase which I'm a fan of the odds are 
they're really in his favour. And it is a fantastic team. I know there's a lot of people out there that don't rate the Browns roster, but it's phenomenal. So when you sort of see, um, let's say, Sam Bradford struggle, I think that's one thing. When you look at our team, it's there to succeed and it's there to win. Um, I was saying to you in the preseason, it's an 8-8 eight eight roster before you look at the schedule and who your head coach is. Well, let's see, hey, mate. And, and I hate being negative on this podcast, but I just wanted to say it just so it's a different view for a few seconds that because everyone is so positive and I love it, but let's come down to reality a little bit. And he could have a really bad game tomorrow. Yep, it could happen, but uh, I don't think it is. But at the same time, yeah, it's not for the players, uh, fans to get on his back. I think he's going to be phenomenal and I'm really, really looking forward to the uh, Baker era. All right, excellent. So, um, reviews. Um, why I've been asking for reviews this week, we've got the competition. Uh, yeah, the reason why the reviews is, uh, we just realised no one, we never ask anyone to write reviews. We get so many nice Twitter messages, DMs, and I just thought, let's try and uh, put some reviews out there. You never know. If the NFL, Browns, ESPN, Fox, you know, see our reviews, see what we're doing. They may be excited and want to want to reach out to us. So, um, yeah, we really would like to thank everyone for writing reviews. We've added that competition. As soon as we get to 100 reviews, um, we're going to go and do a live Facebook and then give that shout out to someone straight away. Um, Jack, anything you want to say on it? What shirt is it? Mate, it's... Whatever shirt that person wants. So um, it's a stadium jersey. It's not a uh, player-worn jersey signed by Joe Thomas, worth £10 million. It's just going to be um, whatever jersey they want. I think, let's just say, US dollars in America or £75, 80 euros, $200 Aussie dollars. I don't know, mate, um, what the conversion is over there. But, yeah, that's the idea. Get the 100 reviews. Review. Mate, you're not sl- slating me off, are you? Like, just saying no, I want to put in a review because I want another jersey. I've got my Baker yeah. one. It's in the post. My Baker colour rush is in the post. Cannot wait. But, yeah, uh, mate, I'm really glad about that, mate. I've got a thing. I can't have the same shirt as you. Like, you and Dan have got Garrett shirts. I'm not going to buy another Garrett shirt. If you've got a Mayfield colour rush, I'm going to buy one, but I'll never wear it when you're around. So, uh, yeah, mate, fair play, mate. You beat me... Uh, Beat me to it. You're a lot more quicker than I was. So, um, and I'm gutted that you're going to be wearing it on the show, and I'm not. So, uh, I've got to see what it arrives like because it wasn't the most legit site, but uh, I paid low because I really, 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 really wanted it. Um, I love the color rush, and then when Baker did what Baker did, uh, you you can't be a fanboy and not buy the shirt. So, uh, mate, you're going to get right. Basically, a brown T-shirt, <laughs> number six, Floyd Meverwell or Mever, <laughs> what's he called? Floyd. Uh, 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 Meverwell on it anyway um, Mayweather sorry just woken up and uh, yep yeah, last thing is two weeks in Cleveland uh, absolutely buzzing for it uh, I've got a rough plan now what I'm going to be doing so fly in get some sleep no partying and then hitting the uh, uh, money lot really early so I want to meet as many people as I can many photos and uh, many beers crazy stuff champagne show when we win I've got a plan Jack I've got a plan for it um, 
And yeah, just uh, anyone who's coming out there, just um, send me a DM. I'm really looking forward to meeting everyone and uh, yeah, have a great good day, really. Good stuff, buddy. I've got to run and get a train. Um, the beers are calling and uh, up the chills. Go Blues. You, you Ohio fans not like me saying that. Go Blues. Anyway, um, yeah. Amen.